Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Have you ever said something to somebody and felt like you were totally misunderstood? Yes, I have on multiple occasions. (laughs) Well, maybe it was because of your communication style. I think that that probably was what it was. And maybe it was probably not only your style, but the method of communications that sometimes we use. And those types of things can actually be affecting your relationships. Yes, I believe that. And that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Rich Relationships with Gil and Renee. Coming up next. You know, our communication styles can actually either What's do... What's the name of the show, babe? Oh, it's Discovering Your Communication Style. And you came up with a good one this week. Volume and Tone Matter. Episode 19. Episode 19. So why did you think about or what made you think about that title as far as volume and tone? Why was that important to you? Because one of the things that... I um, you you helped me to understand was that if you take a beautiful dish, you prepare it, you use all these great ingredients and you take the time to just make it wonderful. But if you put it on the trash can, that will kind of destroy the desire for people to consume that. Uh, meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so tone and volume matter in the way we speak to people. Our tone, our our volume, our body language, and you know, I, we talked about it before. I, I expressed that my love language is words of affirmation. That was on last week's episode. The, on last mm-hmm. week's episode, if you guys didn't hear it, it was a great opportunity to learn about how to apply the love language. And I, I want to preface this because sometimes, well, this there is a method to our madness. It seems like. <laughs> If you go back and look at the episodes, you can see that we are kind of having a map, a roadmap of relationships. And if you think about where it's going and look at the topics and what they're they're progressing towards, it's kind of it may seem like it's very basic. And we wanted to start there specifically because these are things that we have been practicing and doing in our relationship that we just wanted to share with everybody just because Sometimes it's the simple things that kind of trip you up or you stop doing or you stop uh, or you just ignore. Right. And that's one of the things in in communication. And just like the analogy used with the garbage can, the tone is is a metaphor for the garbage can lid and those types of things. And you put it on something or how you present a message and the message would be that meal. It can be taken totally wrong if it's not presented in the right manner. You know, and that's what we want to be. We want to be heard and we want to be understood. Right. And if you listen to our episodes, you probably have heard that term before. And we're going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you what episode it was. You just have to go back and listen to all of them to find Yeah, because it's 18 of them now. Now this will make 19. (laughs) Yes, it will. So, but our communication styles can actually either they can damage our relationships or they can strengthen them. And the key is just like what the key is to everything is 
you have to first understand your own communication mm -hmm. style. Mm -hmm. And then once you understand your communication style, it will help you to better navigate your relationships with other people because mm -hmm. once you understand you, you can also learn the other ones and you'll learn what you aren't and you'll learn what the people around you are. And it's gonna make you very adaptable to those situations. And this is not only applicable to your own individual relationships, but also with the people that you are in relationship with. At home, at work, at school, mm -hmm. at the gas station, everywhere. Anytime you have interaction with a person, right. which is probably gonna be pretty Often. regular. <laughs> And, and what it actually does is it actually has, it can be a significant asset in our relationships, as you just talked about, to learning those styles. I want to give you a scripture this time. I have my, the, for me, because I learned my communication style mm -hmm. much later. And one of the things that the Lord really used for me, when I tell you, it's like every single time something came up, the Lord just kept reminding me of the scripture. The scripture is Psalms nineteen fourteen. Mm -hmm. It says, let the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And why was that? And it's an awesome scripture, but why did that because have such I, a significant I, impact? Because I am a direct communicator. And we're going to talk about those different styles so you can I always, yourself. my mantra was, well, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And what the Lord had to teach me was that it might be the truth, but the truth has to be spoken in love and it should be seasoned with grace. Mm -hmm. And so every time something would happen, the Lord would always remind me, may the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleased. So it helped me to stop being so quick to say things. Mm -hmm. It taught me to slow down. It taught me to think about what was the impact of my words and I'm still working on that. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, onward, it's a long, a lifelong journey. Right. I have not mastered it. But that was just one of the scriptures that the Lord helped me to realize that I need to slow down and think before I delivered a message or my thoughts mm -hmm. or my views. Because, because whenever you use, whenever you have a position where you're influencing people, and as a business owner, as a mom, as a as a whatever you as do, we have influence in the words that we use. And so we have to make sure that they're going to be beneficial yep. and not damaging. to Because people. once you put them out there, you can never pull them back. No, and that's, you can't. sometimes that can be very unfortunate because that even leads you to understand that there are many different styles and there's no one size that fits all situations and all people. But the problem is sometimes those can be if your communication style can be misunderstood right just kind of what you alluded to at the very beginning with the garbage can most analogy. most direct communicators mm -hmm. are probably misunderstood a lot mm -hmm. especially if you're dealing with someone <clears throat> excuse me if you're dealing with someone that is a feeler right or a thinker mm -hmm. um most direct communicators don't like lots of details right they just want give me the small give me the give me the give me the bottom line up front mm -hmm. And a lot of times in your communication, you can be short, you can be abrasive, you can be quick-witted, you can be insensitive, you can be um, too direct. Right. And people say, well, I'm just brutally honest. No one should be brutally honest. And, and we're going to actually give you all of the different styles again. Right. And we're going so you to can see what yours is. Right. And help you discover those. And you said you wanted to actually post the assessment on our webpage this time and, and a lot of times we'll put notes out there but we're going to actually put 
an assessment. It'll be just, in the notes. It's, it's, it'll be, it'll in be in the, the show okay. notes, not on the website. Because I'll put it in the show this notes. is going to be something that you can use as an aid to help right. you discover your communication style as we give them to you to uh, in this episode where you can actually go back and do this quick assessment. It's, it's really quick. It's really simple to follow. The instructions and everything are already there. This is one of the things that we do and we um, use in our when we're working with couples. Mm-hmm. We do them in different sessions. Right. Even I use it for freedom from food right. because I, I explain to people most people who have a food problem have a mouth problem. Mm. And so when you learn how to control your conversation, it kind of also helps you to learn how to control your appetites. Right. And, and with the, with the, there are a lot of different adjectives that describe these different styles. We're just giving you the ones that we've just been using as descriptors to kind of give you an overview of the different styles. And like I said, there's many things out there. You can Google this information, but this is something that we have just put into our own I guess ministry or even working with couples that we just have used and we try to make it as simple as possible because it's more important for us for it to be applicable right than it is and for under- it to be because you understand it right right so let's give all the four communication right styles. so we're going to give the styles and and again to preface it there's no one style that is better than the yeah, others yeah they're all they're all great mm-hmm and and when you learn your particular style, the whole goal is to be flexible in utilizing the style, your style, understanding it, but also being aware and consciously aware that there are other styles out right. there. You're not the only person in the room. Mm-hmm. And, the, and one of the things that I even just reading this and looking at this and the one thing that or it's actually a couple things that makes it unique in these different styles is. One of them or two of them are very emotionally driven mm-hmm. and two of them are more data driven. Right. When you think about it in, in that aspect. So you mentioned the first one and these are not in any specific order, but we're going to take them as we actually have them just jotted down. And we're going to talk about the thinker first. And I would have to say this is probably me. Yeah. What would you say? I would say. <laughs> <laughs> We've done this before. So this is actually me. I, it's the analytical person. This person actually likes data. They like facts. They like details. Um, they tend to, and some people can say you don't really connect with people as much as you do with data and information. information. And Task the, over people. They're very detail oriented, mm-hmm. you know, and and they like very specific language. They don't like vague ambiguity mm-hmm. and things like that, but and they're very information oriented. Yes, that is my and husband. Now, now this is we're going to give you the the just some brief descriptors, but also some downsides to this. Now, the downside to this is I can come off as I'm gonna say me. I'm gonna right. own it. I'm a, I can come off as aloof and cold and unfeeling sometimes. Yes. Yes, you can. And sometimes, it's and this is a funny way tend to get a little tense with chatty people with people just give you not necessarily a lot of information but they just talk a lot but they really not saying anything yes that's something that can be very irritating and mm-hmm. you know but and until i learned this <clears throat> excuse me until i learned this that the different styles and we're going to talk about that chatty style right that and it was difficult for me to adapt to that person because you would instantly tune them out. Right. And turn it's them like, off. I'm going to turn you on when you start saying something because right now you're not saying anything. Yeah, I hear you talking, but you're not saying a lot of information. Right. And we want to give yours next. You Go wanna, ahead. The you director. Do you do it. Okay. The director. 
This person is still detail-oriented. They like timelines. They're well thought out as far as plans and things like that. They like step-by-step details too. And and throw a out beginning, some, a middle, and an end. Throw out some stuff in there as you you, yes. you hear these. Um, they they're they want to get to the bottom line. Yes. Bottom line up front. Yes. Don't give me a whole bunch of fluff. Just don't give me all, all this the details. I don't just and see. That's where we are so beautiful together because all the things that are my weaknesses are your strength and mm-hmm. vice versa. But if you look at it in the in the in the scope of things, I'm a director and you're a thinker, mm-hmm. but they're still at the top. And so we are more alike than we are different. Mm-hmm. So finish. And, and so their strength is they 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 are team oriented. Um, they do require planning. They work great as communicate whores because they still interact. They're big thinkers. They want things broken down, but also in a big vision right. type oriented. I like big pieces. You like little bitty pieces. Right. So, and you think about that, just like you just described with our relationship, the compliment comes where you come up with these visionary things. And I've shared this with other people. You come up with visionary things and Sometimes then I can take that and say, okay, now this is what it's going to take to get to, to this to get point. To and this, we're talking about this in the sense of a task, but this helps you when you think about it in the form of communication. Right. You know that, because just like I said, chatty, and, and when we talk about the methods and so, things like that, we're going to get to those a little bit later. But when we first started dating, I would have considered you very chatty. Mm-hmm. And even though you're a direct communicator, you talk a lot and you mm-hmm. still talk a lot. Yeah, I do. You know, that's a part of your personality, mm-hmm. too. You know, and just like we said, this is not this one style is better than the no, other. They all have their strengths and growth areas. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out what your style is, develop it and then basically tweak it. Because now tell the, the flip side, because everything now has the, two sides. Right. Now, the downside is this. And I, I won't say this in the sense of. If you're sometimes it too big of the plan, sometimes the details get lost in those plans. Yes, I would totally agree. Sometimes you don't have all of the things that you want to say. You may be thinking that you said something or you communicated those things, but sometimes it was not not communicated. You know, it can come off as being compulsive and and impulsive. Mm -hmm. Some people can think you can be aggressive. Yes. You know, um, impatient. Yes. How is your patience? I've gotten better. I'm working yes, on yes, it. That's, yes. that's one of the fruits <laughs> of the spirit that I am running after. <laughs> you, need, you need a double dose of that one? A double, triple. And, and you can disregard the, sometimes the long-term consequences of those decisions because you move out without all the details. Sometimes those things get missing. Um, they may be poor listeners and often interrupt because they're trying to get to the bottom line. Yes. And they might create messes for others to clean up. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> and now we got to go from that where we got to talk about we got to talk about the feelers. The feelers? Yes. Okay, the feelers, these are they're good at building rapport and they can communicate very tactfully. They consider themselves and the impact on other people and their decisions. They're very empathetic in, mm-hmm. in what they do. 
Um, they have the talent for empathizing and creating harmony with people. They are the mediators. They are the people who want everybody to just get along, as the old saying would go. Mm -hmm. They are naturally friendly and have a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And they take interest in other people and that are behind the scenes as well. And they treat each person uniquely. Yes. Those are that's very good when it comes to people. Those are and these are some skills. And you and could be a director. Oh, you, you, go ahead. you no, could be it. a director, feeler, mm -hmm. or a thinker, intuitor. But mm -hmm. rarely would someone be on the other scope of that. Right on the very polar opposites. And these are the things that we talk about, even when it comes to these types of styles. Even though we give you some descriptors. You have a primary and then you can have a secondary, secondary as well. And even some of these traits you're going to hear in the listing of maybe others. You can you may even say, oh, I do that. Mm -hmm. I, that's some of me, too. Right. And it's not all inclusive and right. it's not all exclusive, right. you know, so it's a little bit. Now, these are some of the downsides of it that of a feeler. These people can be open or they can overly personalize different situations, relationships can sometimes cloud their judgment. Mm -hmm. They only see the good in people and, and not the actual truth and the reality right. of those situations sometimes. They might overlook important details and they lack the planning that can cause disorganization mm -hmm. in situations. They may spend too much time on socializing. Mm -hmm. And also, and if you ask a filler, how are you? Oh, they're going to tell you. Right. So you better be ready. Ready. Because For they're going to lay it all out there. They're going to give you all the information. Sometimes um, fielders have a tendency to overshare. Yeah. Yes. And then the last style is intuitors. These are people that have great visionary. They seem to see into the future. You know, they're very um, entrepreneurial minded. They can see things, long-term plans and visions. Um, they're great planners. They love to learn new skills. They have a great imagination and they can focus on things and how to improve them. And they are able to identify and create solutions with a fresh new approach. These people tend to think outside the box all the time. They come up with these great innovative plans. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the downsides to this, they can be absent-minded sometimes. Mm -hmm. As people would say, they, they're all they over the place. Hard, too much on their hard drive. They're all over the place. Um, they have long on vision, but they can be short on action. They come up with a lot of different things, but they don't see a lot of things through. You know, to think about those things. They avoid the nitty-gritty and they hate phone coverage. Phone conversations that don't really lead to productive, uh, productive outcomes. And they can be hard to read sometimes. And they may come across as being superior or arrogant, thinking they know more than everybody and even can be sometimes perceived as condescending. And they may not follow through on task. And they are the procrastinators. Mm. Those are the downsides of the, the, the intuitors. So the ones we gave you are the thinker, the director, the feeler, and the intuitor. Those are the different styles, and we gave you some of the traits that go along with those styles. And how did this actually impact you when you learned about this from from the different styles? Did that kind of change your mind and how you related or interacted with people? I think whenever you or even just us, yeah. When I think that whenever you understand why, it helps the how to become more attainable. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really understand why I would always have so many conflicts with people. And a lot of times it's because I was being confrontational. 
What would be perceived as confrontational or you were actually being confrontational? Well, I was probably being confrontational. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say you Because I being? felt like it was my duty to, to prove my them. point, mm-hmm. you know. And, and one of the things that you would always say to me and it helped me so much was, baby, everybody doesn't care what you think. Right. And so I think a part of it is if you have someone in your life that can help you to mold your life, your communication, your personality, all those things, I think that you end up being better. But again, if there isn't somebody around you that you can listen to, Mm -hmm. you'll end up being by yourself. Right. Because very few people have a perfect personality or a perfect communication style. All of those things require, and I always say that you learn the most about yourself in relationships with other people. Because you might think you're wonderful, until you get into a relationship with somebody else and they remind you that that's not so wonderful. Well, and that's where that blending comes in because you're going to be in relationship with other people. And sometimes if you find it difficult to where you have trouble relating mm-hmm. or you have trouble making connections, right. maybe this may be the styles are clashing, not so much that they are incompatible permanently. Right. It just means that you have to be willing to adjust take into consideration that maybe the way you're doing things mm-hmm. doesn't work for all the people around you right and the reason why i said tone and volume matter is because you can say the right thing with the wrong tone and the wrong volume and it can be totally dismissed right because like for me if you raise your voice at me you i don't care it. what you say i did not hear anything you said right because i am i i'm 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 taken back by your volume and mm-hmm. your tone. It kind of clouds out everything else as you kind of tune it out or you're not listening. And yeah. we're going to get into those with some of the methods mm-hmm. of communication and your with your styles because they kind of go hand in hand. And, you know, I, when I think about it, I think communication is one of the things that we all have to learn how to. And everyone learns how to talk. But I don't think that everyone is really being taught how to communicate effectively mm-hmm. Not just, you know, using the right words, but also your body language. Right. You know, giving eye contact. You know, that, that was one of the things I was taught growing up. When you're talking to someone, you should look at them in their face and talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how many people have not been taught that. And just because they haven't been taught that it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. That's one of those things that I had to adjust. Right. Everyone is not going to do that. And so right. that doesn't mean that they're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. But it's just trying to understand that as much as people are different, we're a lot more alike. And when we can focus on the things that we have in common and really caring about us getting better, then I think that's how our communication becomes a tool and not a weapon. You know, and it's amazing that when you think about that list of thinkers, the feelers, the intuitors and the directors, those different styles they are not going to be far from the person's, the people's personalities exactly. when you really take time to look at them. Mm-hmm. Just uh, They coincide. Just when you look at that, if you can think about somebody you know right now and think about their personalities and you probably are going to be really, really accurate in deciphering their style of communication, communication. And, yes. and what they are because, and you think about the part two to that was, Think about your life and how you were born and situations and circumstances happened to mold and how that molded and shaped you into your style that you actually use. Right. That's that's something that makes me go, wow. And it's amazing how 
everything that you go through in life, I, I just believe that you're a product of your environment and your choices. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no, you can't blame someone for the way you are. You, it would explain it. Right. But at the end of the day, we still have to take responsibility for the way we do things. And when people say, well, this is just how I am or no, everybody around me is like this, that's not a get out of jail card free. We have to be willing right. to, to do the work, to do the heavy lifting, to like we talk about taking that long journey inward to examine our hearts and examine the way we talk and to examine if you know, like we talked about the low emotional IQ, losing your temper, raising your voice. All of those are indicators of. A low emotional IQ. Right. So while we do have a certain bend with our personality, our delivery method still has a lot to do with the, the condition of our heart. Sure. And th- those are kind of kind of leads into the methods that we're going to talk about. But before we first before we go into the methods, got wisdom, got questions. It's that time. It's that time. So I'm going to let's do it a little bit in reverse. I'm going to throw okay. a curveball at you this okay. time. I'm going to give you the question first. And this week we actually got wisdom and questions from a host that um, that we were on her show this past yes. week uh, on her podcast. We got got wisdom, got questions. And this week, Pam out in California, we were on her podcast earlier this week and, and spent some time with her via phone talking to her for her show. And we solicited her and actually it came out of the conversation that we talked to her and we got yeah, got and wisdom. her podcast is called Speaker. Speaker. And it's her at the speak end. Speak her. Speak her. Okay. Which is beautiful. So I'm gonna give you her question first and I'm gonna read her answer. Because she, okay. uh, she she gave us a question and she gave us an answer. She the bomb. But that's okay. We love you, Cam. But we also gotta put our take on it. So so the question is, how do you let go of someone when they are not living up to their potential, okay? And her response was, and she geared it towards women, and she says, many women will stay in a relationship because they feel they can love him into becoming a better person. Women stay in relationships longer than they should in an attempt to rehab a man. Well, you know, my favorite term is, dating should not be a home improvement project. We cannot fix people. Right. What they are is going, you can, you can be a part of the healing process, mm-hmm. but you can't be the initiator of it. Right. Because all we can do is hold a mirror up to people. They have to be willing to look at it. Sure. And so I agree with what she said, you know, and as far as the potential, you really don't know what someone's potential is. Sure. And I don't think that you should date potential because potential is what they could be. They may never reach it. Right. So you're selling yourself short when you are investing your time based on potential or it's gonna get better, what if it doesn't? Right. What if it gets worse? And so you have to kind of cut your losses and examine the relationship and say, is this a, an investment in my, in my health, in my life, in my relationship with God, or is it causing me to degrade? Right. And so I would say even uh, just to add one other thing to that when it talks about potential, is that potential of that person is sometimes not in a not a relationship but it could be just an assignment just for you to encourage them and, right. and, and motivate them to be better than they are to be their friend not necessarily yeah. their girlfriend yeah. or their and wife s- and sometimes you don't necessarily have to end it doesn't have to end to 
lead into a intimate relationship right but you can have a relationship with that person which is something that we should always aspire to do to help other people get better than they are i agree and so the got wisdom this is again from cam and she says stop being a ride or die for someone who always makes you crash i just love her rejection is preservation god will send someone to break your heart and it could save your life god will god will allow someone to break your heart because God will allow someone to break your heart to save your life. Yes. And, and I just think that that's so beautiful because when we talk about God using, turning ashes into beauty, we don't think about the ashes part. We just think about the beauty. Mm-hmm. And so God is always telling us that he loves us so much. He died for us. And so sometimes pain is the only way we, he can get our attention. It's not that he makes it happen. He allows it because he knows that when we're broken hearted, that we're going to turn to him. Yeah. So again, we thank Cam thank out in you, California Cam. for the God Wisdom and God Questions. And again, you can always send us the God Wisdom and God Questions. To richrelationshipsus at gmail.com or to our website at richrelationshipsus.com. <laughs> Good. God Wisdom, God, God Questions. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. So we're talking about the communication styles in this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. And we gave you the four communication styles that we kind of have identified and gave you some descriptors and characteristics and also some downsides. But now we get ready to help you with some of the methods. Yes. And I love that it's called communication styles because we think of style as something good. It gives us flair. It gives us personality. It It's something that makes us different Mm -hmm. and I think that we should think of the way we communicate as our own unique fingerprint blueprint sure but everything about us God designed for us to grow and mature and get better at and so just because you may have one communication style as you grow and mature it could it could change it could develop it could become you may be your your secondary may become your primary Mm -hmm. or vice versa and so a part of it is none, nothing is etched in stone where none of us are finished. We're all under construction. Yes. So and even when you talk about the method of your communication, this is actually blended with your personality. And there are three types. And the goal is to operate with the fourth more than you do the first three. And I think the first three that we're going to describe to you actually goes into how you are currently. Mm-hmm. with the goal of getting to the fourth. Right. And I'll start the first one out with, and I'm again, I'm going to put myself out there. I am probably leaning towards this one for me when I... I wonder what it is. It is being passive aggressive. Really, babe? Yes. These individuals... No. I, I know. I'm putting myself out there, y'all. So these people appear to be passive on the surface, but in reality... They can be 
brewing underneath. Yeah. I love the example of the little boy says, I'm, I'm sitting down, but I'm standing up on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they can be very subtle when they say something, but they indirect, they can be very behind the scenes. But one of the things about this is the reason why you can be passive aggressive is you feel stuck in your current situation. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel powerless and resentful. And some of the other characteristics, you feel incapable of dealing directly with the object of that resentment that mm -hmm. caused you to be passive aggressive in the situation. You feel like you're out of, not in control, but you don't have total control of that particular situation. And, and I think that probably the reason most people who are more introverted mm -hmm. will probably struggle more with being um, passive aggressive because they've not really developed their ability to communicate mm -hmm. what they need and what they want, their anger, their feelings. And so I think that that is more of something that any all of these things, we, if we have the right tools, we can get better. And one of the things that I can, again, say one of the things about myself is I do this because I even for a lot of years, I would internalize a lot of different things. That's a, a sign of a passive aggressive, person. a possible sign of a, right. pa or an of a passive aggressive person that they internalize a lot of things. And, and, and I can actually say I got a six inch scar on my yes, stomach from internalizing things that at a very young age, I had some medical issues that because I, inter I believe I, it's because I internalized a lot of my own maybe frustrations and anger and I suppressed how I felt. Right from childhood of origin issues that we talked about before. So those are things that you can do. But this is something that when I read these descriptors, it made me go ouch a little bit because mm -hmm. it says it can be rooted in bitterness and you intentionally are trying to inflict hurt on other people when you're being passive aggressive and you can be kind of taunt people. You know, those are things that I was like, yeah, when I, when I sat back and thought about it, I was like, yeah, I have to own that one. Yeah, because you feel almost like you're out of control and you lash out, right. you know, so that's a passive aggressive type of personality. And then the, the prior and other than passive aggressive, you have someone who can just be passive. Right. Passive means these individuals avoid, totally avoid expressing how they feel in their opinions. They avoid conflict at every cost, you know, and one of the indicators of someone with a passive type of communication method you know that's their method of communicating is they tend to have low self-esteem mm -hmm. these are just indicators doesn't mean they're all inclusive right. or anything like that these are just some of the things that we know um, they're not assertive mm -hmm. in their communication style and even in their method of it and they allow other people to speak for them right these are all indicators of it they don't express their feelings very well and they feel the need to have their opinion well they don't express their opinion mm -hmm. and then they do you mentioned it earlier and when we were talking a little bit before poor eye contact right they don't make it they just don't look at it and, right. and also the you just like you said with communication is your body language and those types of things your posture yep and their body language that that slumped in that right. kind of protection yes and right. you can even tell because you ever walk around and you ever seen somebody kind of holding their arms yeah. like they're embracing themselves mm -hmm. you know like almost like they're hugging themselves right it doesn't mean that they I, i'm just saying these are all just indicators right body Some, language right in right. body language and then i'm gonna have to say this was probably you the aggressive <laughs> method 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> this yes. is the style of individual that express their opinion. All the time. And feelings in a way. Now, again, this is maybe a little ouch. Not all it doesn't mean you go to the extreme. Yeah. The feelings and they tend to violate the rights of others to yeah. express how they feel. I agree. They are they can be verbally abusive. And sometimes that is a masquerade for having low self-esteem as mm -hmm. well, because they tend to be over. They go overboard. Right. You know, they go to the polar opposite. Somebody with a low self-esteem is going to be almost like a, a bully. You mm -hmm. know, to where that they go to the other extreme, and then and you can be an emotional bully. You don't necessarily have to be a physical bully. That's what the whole uh, things that are going on in the internet. Yeah, it's bullying, cyber people. bullying. Yeah, right. And the other source of this, and this was very interesting. One of the the sources and the cause of this is is unhealed emotional wounds. Oh yes. You know, those childhood mm -hmm. of origin issues that we mm -hmm. talked about, and the wounds of feeling. You of, you, you make a vow that. What happened to you before is never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And they feel powerless, mm -hmm. you know, and that is usually because somebody was overbearing and controlling right. in their life. And right. I know we talked about this before, yeah. that kind of how you felt growing up oh, a yeah. lot of times that you didn't have control. And I, I, I know that is one of the responses that you have, right. you know, to where anytime that you feel like someone is trying to control you. Oh, yeah, that's. That's like a no-go for me. Yes, that's real pushback. Yeah. And now, the, the and sometimes these can come off as verbally dominating over other people, controlling. They can criticize and blame others. They are, they can be easily frustrated. They speak louder than is necessary to get their point across. And sometimes they can come off as overbearing and, and rude. Right. Even to some people, they're like... And, and they don't listen well. Right. That is a real big indicator. And that's one of the biggest issues. One of the things that I can say that I, I really learned from watching you was that there's a reason why God gave us two ears and two eyes and one mouth. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because we should listen and watch twice as much as we talk. Right. And when I began to practice that, it was like the world changed for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think a part of it is that is knowing your growth areas so you can begin to work on it right and looking at the other strengths and these other communication styles and to begin to adopt those and to it's not that you're becoming trying to be like somebody else because nothing is original mm -hmm. everything that is good it comes from god right and so a part of it is owning it and becoming aware of it and doing something different right and in the other one the last little one they tend to interrupt frequently <laughs> when people are talking i thought that was actually very funny. Pretty, pretty funny. Yes. And and we gave you those three because those are the methods that most people tend to fall into normally. Mm -hmm. And those, again, it goes back to our past and our history and right. circumstances and situations that we developed into those things. And these are can be probably considered coping mechanisms right. and how mm -hmm. you the method and the way you you communicate. But there is a solution. There is. There, the solution There's is to, to get to the ability to be assertive in your communication. And this is something that we talk about constantly with couples that we've worked with in the past. And this is a foundational skill to develop in your ability to communicate effectively right. with anybody you're in relationship with. And, that, and that's to be assertive communication is the, the solution. 
And so the way assertive communication is just to give you a kind of overview is this individual you can actually state and this is someone who actually communicates effectively using assertiveness. They are clearly in stating their opinion and their feelings and they're firm, firmly in how they communicate in their style. They advocate for the others, uh, other people as well, without violating the mm -hmm. rights of other people. They tend to have a higher self-esteem. They have a high self-value and they know who they are. They value themselves and their time and their emotional states are very strong. They respect others' rights and they, even when they don't even agree with them. And some of the other things, they, these are the indicators of uh, somebody using assertive communication that has uh, really assimilated that attribute into their lives. And some people may already be here and right. you, you, you may have some that you do and some that you still vacillate with right. your old style. Um, you use I statements. And this is something that we have seen. Oh, my constantly gosh. It makes such a big difference. Because you think about and one of the indicators of the other three that we gave you, the passive, the passive aggressive the and the aggressive person is they use you a lot. Right. The blame thrower. Yep. They blame others. They look in outward where somebody using assertive communication, they use I statements. Right. You know, and one of the things that they we actually talk about and we talk about in the action plan for someone to be uh, using assertive communication is using I statements right. before you preface something. Let's that do let's do some role playing. Go ahead. I have a problem. Okay. And what problem do you have? My problem is that when I don't wash the dishes, mm -hmm. you make me feel like I'm not valuable. Okay. And so when I make you feel that way, it's not my intention, you know, to make you feel that way. It's something that I'm unaware of. How can I fix it? How can I change or what can I do to make you feel better about it? Thank you for listening to me and for hearing me. Just allowing me to say how I feel mm -hmm. means a lot to me. So, and even in just that little brief example, you you define your problem. These are the action steps that you can take to get to assertive communication. Now let's use the other way. When I don't wash the dishes, you always make me feel bad. Well, you should wash the dishes. Well, I don't want to wash the dishes. Why don't you wash the dishes? Because it ain't my job to wash the dishes. Why is job. it my job to wash the dishes then? Because you're the woman. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> a perfect example of why you have to look at yourself. Right. The, the first way, I was owning how I felt. The other time, I was blaming you for how I felt. Right. The difference is that I realized that I feel unvaluable. You, how I feel is me, it's not you. Right. Instead of blaming you, you don't all and using the all statements, you don't ever do anything. Those are examples of ways that it causes things to escalate. Right. And so when you talk about an action plan and you, the previous example that you gave you, the step one is, is if you want to put it in a step is define your problem. Right. I have a problem. Right. Own what you know, even if it, it may be, a, it's a problem for you. It may not right. be a problem for the exactly. other person, but it's a problem for you. And that's what you're doing is you're bringing it up and you're using that I statement to talk about and to say it. And the person, when they have heard what you had to say about what you have a problem about, they should mirror that statement back to you right. in order for them to communicate that they rightfully heard, heard what you said and what you were trying to communicate. And, and even then you mentioned it uh, 
already is body language is going to be observed during this because your words and your actions have to line up because if they don't, you're going to have a problem, you know, and once you actually do that, you come up with a solution to own it. Like I said, I, I, I own my own ownership in that situation. Right. And then you work towards a solution. What could we do to solve this? Right. Maybe I wash the dishes another time. Maybe you do. But you, know, you always take, wash the dishes. <laughs> that's it. <a laughs> he reality. always loads the dishwasher. And I think a part of it is understanding that any situation can escalate or be diffused mm -hmm. by our volume and our tone. Right. And regardless of whatever your communication style is, you have to take into consideration that you shouldn't have serious conversations when you're tired, mm -hmm. when, you're, um, when you're hungry. Right. When there's a lot of things going on, one of the things that we always made sure that we did, and we still do it now, if we have a, a problem between us, we wait until we can discuss it together. Right. No. I used to be a screamer and a holler when we were 20 in our, you know, when we were yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. I used to scream and holler. I did mm -hmm. that when we were dating. And I learned very early that that doesn't work. And so you've really helped me, even though I am a direct communicator, you've taught me how to see that as an asset. Mm -hmm. Because to whatever your communication style is, it, it can, can be, be an, an asset. Oh, yes, it can. If it's sifted through the grid of being assertive, mm -hmm. understanding that people don't know what you want, they don't know what you need, and the difference between, and I mentioned it in last week's episode, being assertive and being aggressive, being assertive is I'm telling you what I need. Right. Being aggressive is I'm trying to make you do, do something right. that really you may not want to do. Sure. And so if, and if, but if you push back, right, if I, if you understand, if I bring it to you as a request versus as a demand, it's going to be received yeah. totally different. Absolutely. So one of the things that we actually talk about, even in just a kind of recap of this episode that we are talking about is the communication style is no one style is better no. than the other. It's important for you to understand your own style, own it, know about it. And just like you just said, use your powers for good and not, not for evil. evil. Right. You know, especially when you know what your style is, you can accentuate the positives of those styles and right. utilize it to have better, more effective communication. And then you make adjustments to right. the styles of other people that you're in relationship with, with the goal of having effective communication to where your relationships can grow and, and get better. So, and I think about like for me, um, as a leader, mm -hmm. I can't use my style as a control mechanism over people. Cause if someone is a feeler and I'm a direct, I could hurt their feelings very easily. Sure. And so a part of it is understanding the styles of the people around you, not so that you have to be a different person, but that you can understand how this person is going to hear this, mm -hmm. how are my words going to affect them. And it, it's helped me to really better navigate in bigger settings when you understand that everyone's style is not like yours. Because once you learn your style and then you're aware of the methods of your communication capabilities, mm -hmm. it's going to make you an, a more effective person to be in relationship with. 
And that's our goal when we mm-hmm. talk about and that's one of the main reasons why we do this is so we all can get better at the relationships that we are in. Right. That's what our main focus is with this podcast. Yeah. We can talk about this more and more and more, but unfortunately this is the end of the episode and by no means we are going to revisit this yes, in a different either. context, but communication is something that we always are going to be talking about. So we hope you got something out of it. We hope you are aware of your communication styles and aware of your methods and then you can take it and apply it in your relationships to get better. Because every single person's voice matters. It's just a matter of learning how to use it as a tool and not a weapon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow.